You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. No Dean today. We'll get into that in a little while. But we have a very special co-host today. You know her, of course, from her season on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. It is Tammy Lee. Tammy, how are you? Hi, Jared. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. This is the first time we've met. Uh, it's yes. It's always interesting like meeting new Bachelor people because it's it's like I know you but I don't know you. So even when you popped right. on, I was like, have we met? I don't think we have, but I feel like I know you. Yeah. It's like a little uh, club. I don't know how to explain it. But um, but Dean is not here, like we said, and uh, Tammy and I were talking before we started recording. And so let me read. I'm going to read the text message that I got from Dean. <laughs> this was yesterday. Uh, so Tammy, a little bit of background. Dean, uh, sometimes is unable to make these podcasts because I don't know what the hell he's doing. He's always doing something. He's like in Mexico for a bachelor party or he's like in a car with no Wi-Fi, or he's scaling the side of a mountain. Like this man just does not stop. So point is really the point is, I think we're going to have to switch the day we record this podcast, but more importantly, yesterday we get a text from Dean And it says, hey, guys, hate to say this, but I'm floating the Colorado River right now, and I have no service at my campsite. I'll be back in service in the early afternoon. Anyway, we could delay the podcast. We couldn't delay the podcast, but now we were talking, and I was like, oh, Dean can't make it. He's like on the Colorado River with no Wi-Fi. And then Tammy goes, wait, isn't he in stagecoach? So now... (laughs) It's a shame because one of our producers, Mark, Easton, do you still track Dean? I don't know if you do or not. Oh, oh boy, do I. Do okay, I, it's, let's, <laughs> let's figure this out. So where is he? Where's Dean? D- Dean says no location found currently. So either he turned me off because if he, was a, he knew this exact thing was going to happen, <laughs> or he is, in fact, floating down the Colorado River. Um, hopefully alive, but uh, that's what. Uh, yes, I, let, yeah. Let's hope he's alive first is, and foremost. 
<laughs> Both things are very doable for him to do. Yeah. So he he's done this before. He's like hidden his location from me because he knew I was like, you have a podcast to do, you know, and like watching oh, yeah. him. Oh, so, Tammy, one time he was saying uh he said he had something like he he was in no service or like he couldn't figure something out and he was trying to delay the podcast and then on on air we were like wait a minute mark who's another producer on this podcast don't you track dean he tracked him he was on like the eighth hole of a golf course in southern california oh there's mark there he is right there i <laughs> Oh, and it was it was so good. So I was really hoping that we would like catch him in the act of like, you know, teeing off on uh, some golf course in the Cali. But I can uh, confirm no location yeah. found. So he is hiding somewhere. Son of a bitch. Dang. He's finally caught on to our tricks. Anyway, enough about Dean. Tammy, this is about you. Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, so you are obviously I think the last time we saw you was uh, Bachelor in Paradise this past summer. Mm -hmm. uh, so how was your overall experience on the Bachelor franchise? Um, overall, it's been good up until the very end. Um, you know, and now that I'm like talking with other people, I'm like trying to pinpoint all the stories that I was really blind to. And mm -hmm. I'm like, did I really have a good time throughout this process? I mean, I'm super thankful for it. Of course, I had a blast on paradise. But like, I don't think they're giving credit where credit is due. Like, uh, us as the cast also has a huge factor of like, what our outcome is, you know? Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I loved Paradise. I thought it was so much fun. I hated the way I left, of course. But yeah, I mean, right now, I think I'm just going to take a little hiatus from the franchise, just like a mental break, because yep. it was a lot for me. And then who knows if I'll be back. Um, you know, it was like family to me, so I would hate to just cut it off like that. But who knows? Yeah, it does become family to you. It's, it's a love-hate relationship, because there have been times... Obviously, I'm a big supporter of the franchise. I met my wife through it in an unconventional way, but now we have a son from it. <clears throat> but, you know, that's also, there are times Ashley and I are very transparent about the idea that, like, we love the people that work on the show, but there'd be times where we knew that they didn't have our best interests at hand, not to any fault of their own, like they're making a TV show. Huh? Yeah, most mostly our engagement. <laughs> but um, it's still, like, Yet we still invite these people to our wedding. We love them so much. So there is this, I totally understand where you're coming from, this dichotomy of like this love-hate relationship where you're like, man, it's family and I love it. But there's like, obviously there's also that aspect of it is a TV show and they have a job to do. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a hard balance uh, and it's really weird. Um, but, it, and, and like you said, it's this weird mental state that you have when you go on the show because like you're just thrown into this mind F because then you have, like, I remember the first time people started talking about me. And it's like, I'll, I'll never forget. I was Facebook. This is how old I am. Uh, Facebook was prominent. I didn't have an Instagram before I went on the show. But I remember on Facebook, when my name first got released for the show, all, like, people that knew me from high school that I haven't talked to in years, all of a sudden there was this huge thread about me. Being like, did you hear Jared's on The Bachelor? da 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 And it was just the craziest thing, because that's never happened. That doesn't happen every day, where it's just like, you know, 30, 40 people are just like commenting back and forth about you yeah. and like how they knew you or like when the last time they saw you or like how crazy it is. And it's just, whew, it was jarring to say the least. Um, I mean, you get accustomed to it, but yeah, it's crazy. I think a, a mental break is a very good thing to have. 
I just think that the franchise fans are very toxic and like, I wish they weren't, you know, but like, I've never, I mean, there's a handful of them that are so loyal and so sweet to me, but like a majority of them that I read, they're so mean, so judgmental. They are unforgiving. And it's just like, I feel like it's impossible to try to please them, you know? So like I was trying to gain acceptance from a crowd that was never going to accept me in the first place. Yeah. It's tough. You're right. I mean, there's, a lot of wonderful people who follow the show that reach out and comment and say nothing but incredible things. But yeah, there's a very yeah. loud minority <clears throat> that, I mean, just scold you. And they say things like, I've, I've told this story a million times on the podcast, so I apologize for repeating myself, but there was a, a girl that I went on a date with that I knew personally. And we went on a couple dates and she's very nice and sweet and down to earth and you know, she was a bit, you know, she was like 20, I think we went on a date like when she was like 22. And so she was, you know, I was 27 at the time, I think. But, um, you know, she was a Bachelor fan. She knew the show. And anyway, like it didn't go anywhere. We still remained friendly, like followed each other on social media. And then I remember uh, a Bachelorette season ended and she obviously did not like the person that the bachelorette picked and she commented underneath the picture. And I saw it because I follow her and comments that, you know, from people that you follow go up to the top. Yeah. <clears throat> and she said, uh, you know, good luck uh, in life with your shitty husband. And I was like, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. So I, I messaged her. I said, why'd you say that? And I hadn't spoken to her in, you know, like a few months or a year at this point. And then she was like, oh, my God, I'm, I already deleted it. I feel so terrible. I just was so mad that she picked this guy, and I just wanted to say something. And it made me realize that people just don't think we're ever going to see their comments. People don't think before they say things. Not to make this right. It's not justified. But it's just, it's crazy how, like, people just need to say, like, like mean things and we do it like we all do it in our lives, right? We watch reality TV and we're like, oh, that, right. what the, what the hell was that person? That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But like to right. say it towards someone on social media, I think they don't, nobody just thinks about their actions and it's not right. Um, but I, I think, and then of course there's just bad people out there. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just brutal, you know? So like, I, I don't know if like every franchise has a fan base like this, but I don't know. I just feel like judge on everything that I do. So I'm like, I'm just going to take a break from them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you do whatever's best for you. But uh, Tammy, you're you you were on The Bachelor. You're beautiful. Uh, you're young. You have a lot of great things going for you. You seem very smart. Nice. Like, don't listen to people that troll you because most of the people that do just hate their own lives. And it's uh, a good point. Yeah. The 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 best revenge is, is living well and ignoring them because all they want is attention. Uh, but anyway, right. on on to better things. So what are you up to now? So how's life? Where do you live, by the way? I don't even know. <laughs> I live in New York. I also live in L.A. And I also live in Tampa. So right now, I just flew back in last night. I'm in New York for probably a couple of weeks. And then I head back to Tampa for a bit. And then I'm going to head back to L.A. So what makes you bounce back and forth between those three places? Uh, real estate. Oh, you're in real estate. Yeah. So the market's like the craziest time ever right now. Yeah, market's really good. So, yeah, I've been just balancing on that. I just got my California license, so I've been out there doing a bunch of projects of, around that. Mm -hmm. But I also have a project in Tampa, 
<coughs> excuse me, that I've been working on. So I'm just going to check on it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I still have six jobs, so I just kind of bounce around and do six whatever. jobs. Yeah. Oh my God. What are your six jobs? <laughs> so I do real estate, yep. like a real estate agent. I'm also an investor. Mm-hmm. So I invest in properties. I also flip properties. Um, so like construction, Yep. I own insurance brokerage and I bartend. Uh, I still do some commercial modeling and acting and I have my own marketing company. Damn. What's the name of the marketing company? It's just called Tammy K Inc. That's awesome. Oh my God. So yeah. you uh, just pretty much don't stop, do you? Nope, I don't stop. <laughs> so do you have any time for dating right now? Okay, so I just recently went back into the dating pool. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's bad. Because when I date, I will date cr- like crazy. And then I won't talk to men again for like three years. So <laughs> Wow. All right. So Yeah, very, very healthy. <laughs> so when you say you go crazy, do you go on like a date like five times a week? Okay, that's a bit much. Maybe <laughs> well, like a couple know. times a week. Maybe a couple times a week. Like I'll see like a couple people. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. Dating is weird, especially after the show. Oh, I can imagine. So, I mean, you're lucky. You you just won and done. and you're <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I got lucky. I think one, dating after the show is much different for a guy than it is a girl. Um, is it? I would imagine just because as a guy, when you come off the show and if you're single, I mean, the majority of the viewership is, is, is women. So I feel like mm-hmm. there's a, just a different perception. I don't know. I, I think like mo- if I'm being honest, if I, if I had to guess most of the dates that I went on after the show, you know, I was on hinge for a while and I was on, uh, uh what's the other one? Bumble. And like, I feel like probably 99% of the dates I went on, like the women watched the show and knew exactly who I was. Do you find that a lot of guys recognize you and they're like, oh, I watched the show? Or is it, well, we met, we were talking, and then I Googled you and found out that you were on the show? Oh, God. I think it's probably more of the second one. Um, I try to date people who don't really know Mm -hmm. the show. The last two guys that I've been seeing actually did know of me before. I started seeing them. So that's a little weird. I don't know if they're like fans, but I try not to bring that into like my real life. Like even the friends that I made on the show, we don't really talk about the show a Mm -hmm. lot. I just, I don't know. That's like such a small part of me. Oh, yeah. This one guy that I was seeing, I'm like, you barely even know me. He goes, I rewatched all of Bachelor in Paradise to get to know you. I go, I'm done here. (laughs) He said that he thought that was a good line. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that does not represent me whatsoever. That's like literally 10% of who I am. And it's just creepy. (laughs) Could you imagine if you went on a first date and you were like, hey, I went through your entire Instagram so I could really get to know you before our first date. You'd be like, what the hell? Get out of here. That's what it's equivalent to. Him being like, oh, yeah, I watched every season and I took notes. That sounds like the guy who was, uh, who the hell was it? On Michelle's season, who uh, yes, like did all the research? Yeah, had like eight pages of notes and was like, "Oh, I'm ready to go." That was this guy on your date. Yeah, hopefully um, he doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another, and every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer 
gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So, have you gone on dates in New York, L.A., and Tampa? Um, mainly in L.A. Um, I've been out there for the last two months, so I've been, like, that's when I just started dating again. But... Yeah, I don't really date in New York. Oh, okay. Tampa. I don't. I'm not in Tampa enough for me to date. Got it. And then in New York, I'm just always working, so I don't have time. I was curious if you noticed if there was like a difference between, um, like the dating pool between cities. Uh, I would say so, just because like I live in a small town in New York, mm-hmm. and everyone knows who I am, so it's very a uh, little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but with LA, it's so big. It's like they, there's a 50, 50 chance. They don't know who you are, which is preferred. Totally. A hundred percent. Cause so I lived in LA for three and a half years. Most of them I was dating Ashley. I probably lived in LA for like three months before Ashley and I started dating. But so I went on a few dates in LA and it's definitely much different than dating in Rhode Island, but that's you know, a pretty drastic change dating in Rhode Island compared to Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed in LA, it's it's very much, um, and I guess it's my own doing because when I moved to LA, I went on Raya. But a lot of it was like, um, it wasn't as personal, I noticed the dates. A lot of it, uh, the way I always <clears throat> um, kind of made the analogy was like, Sure, you'd be talking to someone, but that person would always be kind of like looking over your shoulder a little bit to see if there was like something better on the horizon. Yeah, I do feel that as well. There's always like something going on or like, you know, status and everything that everyone focuses on in LA. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll go back on my no talking to men for three years. I know. Here. <laughs> yeah, I know. So three years, like, ha so before you went on the show, were you on that hiatus? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No I actually mind. was, yeah, I was seeing a couple people. No, I mean, I took a break for like a year mm -hmm. um, before I even heard about me possibly being cast for the show. But yeah, it was like a little, I would say, quote unquote, boy crazy for like a year and a half. And then I took a year off and then I went back on The Bachelor, which that honestly, I didn't date after that really. Mm -hmm. So I'll have like my pops of like, I really want to see people. So I'll like, book like I say book like it's an appointment but like see you guys for like a month and then drop off again totally but I don't know I don't know what I want Jared I just like I think I want a relationship but then I'm like I love being this independent person that gets to do whatever she wants mm -hmm. but I'm waiting for someone to change my mind I guess it's tough I think it's one like yeah someone probably will change your mind <clears throat> but it's also there is this um, stigma in society that it's like you have to get married, you have to have kids, and that's just not for everybody. Like I wanted to get married at one point in my life. I wanted to have kids at one point in my life. So those were just like individual goals of mine. But, you know, growing up, I definitely went back and forth, and I can totally understand why people just wouldn't want to be in a relationship. There's a lot of compromise that needs to be had in a relationship. And then having right. kids, there's a lot of sacrifices that you need to make in order to have kids. It's not like all wonderfulness and 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 rose colored glasses um and i i feel like people are afraid to talk about that a lot of you know uh mommy bloggers or parents um you know a, lot, a majority of them there are some outliers but a majority of them feel like i they have to say like only great things like the best thing mm -hmm. in their life is their kids and and everything is perfect and wonderful and and um it's just not like that. And that, I, I feel like that's okay to say you're, you're a human being, you know, some people it's like, yeah, sometimes marriage is really tough. Sometimes being a parent is really difficult. I'm only three months in, but like you lose a lot of sleep. You lose a lot of your, your individuality. Um, and like, for me, that's worth it because especially like now he's starting to smile. <laughs> he's starting to look at me, you know, uh, that shit's the coolest. I'm not going to lie. Like that is the coolest thing ever. Uh, cause when he was first born, it was crazy. It's just like you're thro this kid is thrown into your life and and he's yours and he's your blood and you're like, okay, like I have to take care of you for the rest of my life. And it was terrifying the first day because it's like, you, you know, I mean, obviously I loved him, but 
it's the first day I met him, but now it's, you know, now it's easy. It's just instinctual. Like, cause it's just like, I would do anything for that kid now. Um, yeah. But anywho, my point being on this rant is that Tammy, it's okay to not know what you want. Nobody knows what they want. If, the people that tell you they know exactly what they want are, are crazy. Okay. That makes me feel better. Cause like, I know one day I want to have kids and one day <laughs> I do want to get married, but it's like, when I have no idea. And, and like, I'm in this battle of like, I'm still young, but then I'm like, am I running out of time? No, you're not running like, out of time. In my, I'm in my late twenties. Ew. Oh, you're fine. I'm in my, <laughs> I'm in my mid thirties. You're fine. <laughs> late twenties. I like, what are you? 28? No, I'm 26. <laughs> oh my God. Late twenties. My ass. You're in your mid twenties. 26. <laughs> I turned 27 in June. So. Oh, please. You're, you're in the prime of your life right now. The late mid to late so you're 20s. saying I shouldn't settle down yet. <laughs> no, I mean, unless you find like the person you're like, okay, I love being with this person. It all just comes down to like, would I, you know, what would my life be without this person? Is my life better or worse without this person? And if it's worse, then you should be with them. And if it's not, then you shouldn't be with them. How do you know? How do you get there? Man, I really suck at dating. <clears throat> oh, well, there we go. You're on the right podcast. I mean, <laughs> I think... The, I th I think that the truth is, is you're never 100% sure. I think that's what I believe. Because I'm, the idea that you should never have a doubt in your mind about anything in life, I think is crazy. Because um, of course, when Ashley and I first got together, I wanted to be with her. I love Ashley. I still love Ashley. I'm in love with Ashley. I was in love with Ashley. And, and that's why I wanted to be with her. But I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a voice in my head saying, like, is this a mistake? Like, now this is it. Like, we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. And it's not a mistake because I'd much rather, I want to be with her. My life is worse without Ashley, you know? Um, but I, I think, like, I, I guess I'm maybe in the minority and maybe I'm a pessimist, but I just, I don't believe in, like, oh, you're, you, you know, it's just 100% sure and you're never going to have a doubt in your mind. I think those people are lying. That's what I think. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I agree. Because this, it's a human instinct to always weigh your options, you know? And there's always going to be a pro and con to everything, even if it's a completely positive situation. Of course. And with you, too, it's tough because, Tammy, you just obviously came off The Bachelor. So literally everybody is going to be expecting you to settle down, you know? It's just like that's what people yeah. ask Bachelor contestants, you know? It was the same thing, like before Ashley and I were together, it's like, you're always like asking when you're going to find the one because you went on a TV show to date. And then once we got married, it's always like the next step. Like we literally were together for a day and they're like, when are you going to get married? And then you get married and they're like, when are you going to have kids? And then you have a kid and they're like, when are you going to have another kid? And it's like, can we just all settle the f down for a second? Can we yeah. just breathe, relax and take <laughs> one step at a time? Holy moly. But anyway, that's what we kind of sign up for. So don't stress. Just have fun. You're living in three different cities right now. You're in New York, L.A., and Tampa. By the way, go Bucks because I love Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> and just enjoy yourself. Do you get – I was going to ask you, uh, do you get hit on a lot when you bartend? I can't I, – I would imagine – all right, over or under, you get <laughs> at least two numbers a night, two phone numbers a night given to you. Uh, yeah, I would say that's probably pretty average. Oh, okay, I was gonna go. I yeah. was gonna go with the over on that one. No, it's about two. I think 
more intimidating now that I'm on, have been on the show uh-huh. before it was like, it was probably over. Um, our bar is like one of the nicest bars in town. And like, we, there's a stigma that we only hire very beautiful people, which I agree. I think we're all beautiful. Well, I was about to say like the only person I know that works there is you. And so yes, they, they live up to that stigma right now. Thank you, Jared. You're Thank welcome. you. Um, but funny enough, I actually, I'm such a, I date like a dude. I almost want to feel like I want to say, and people are going to give me shit for being like a pick me girl, but it's like, I like to hit on guys. Like I don't like when guys hit on me. Oh, okay. So like, yeah. The amount of times that I've hit on guys from me being behind the bar is a lot. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So usually as, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people, their goal is to like try to take the bartender home or like get a date with the bartender. Uh, I, it's very rare. I feel like that the bartender is the one, you know, making the moves, but you're the one, you know, making drinks and trying to pick people up. Damn. (laughs) I'm a natural born multitasker. Apparently good for you. So you would rather approach a guy than have a guy approach you. Um, so I've been talking with my girlfriends and they're like, you need to feed into your femininity more. So I'm like, okay, so like let a guy like court you. And I'm like, ugh, I'd rather like, you know, hit on a guy. If I see something that I like, I'll just go and talk to them. But like, I've been trying to let guys re- like reach out to me more first. Uh-huh. And honestly, it's really more, it's more stressful. I hate this. Yeah. It's like a game. It's very stupid. It's, it's such a <clears throat> stupid game. Yeah, it's It really is. Cause like now I feel like I'm chasing him and if funny enough, you would think it'd be the other way around. If I was hitting on someone, I'd be chasing them, but it's like, no, it's like, I'm giving you what I want. Here's what I want. And you either take it or leave it. And then that's that mm-hmm. with like the femininity game. It's like, Oh, does he like me? I think he's like doing the bare minimums. I think he likes me. Like I'd rather just know. <laughs> yeah. So I can't imagine though, if you went up to a guy and hit on the guy, that the guy would not be interested. So my question to you, and I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like Ashley was kind of in this um, category a little bit, is that I feel like Ashley liked the chase, where it was like- I love the chase. Yeah, so yeah. You, would, you would go, so do you find yourself that sometimes you go after a guy and then you know that you can get him and then all of a sudden you're like, nah, like that. A hundred percent. Yeah, I can see that. This is literally my day. Like, is that immature of me? Not at what? all. I think people who Ugh. view that as like, listen, every first and foremost, like everybody loves it. You know what I mean? It's just, you, it's not immature of you. Continue. Sorry. So the past guys that I've been seeing this past month, like the ones that literally I'm showing no interest in, they, I'm kidding you. They're talking about marriage. And I'm like, I am just starting to see, like, I don't, I don't know what I want right now. And this one guy this one guy that won't give me any attention, I am chasing the hardest. I don't even like him. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, what's funny is that you're probably going to get the guy and then be like, eh, never mind. Now, now I got him. No, 100%. I, I don't want him. If he, if he like finally like let me have him, I'd be like, eh, I don't want him anymore. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I got him. It's just prey. You know what I mean? It's human instinct. We just want to get what, uh, what we can't have. I feel terrible. Don't feel terrible. Everybody feels that way. Whatever. Who cares? Like, he's fine. Well, because how am I supposed to be a wife if I keep pulling up these games, you know? Well, because at some point you'll find someone that you don't play these games with and that you guys mesh and that you actually both really like each other. And then you'll just end up in a relationship and be happy. Like, that's just the way it kind of goes. And then if, trust me, one, you're going to find someone that you want to be with 
long-term. Like that, I have no doubt about. But secondly, you shouldn't rush that. You got plenty of time. People are getting married later in life. Uh, you know, I was 30, how old was I? Jesus, how old am I now? I was 31 when I got married. Ashley was 31. We were 30 or 31. So like okay. plenty of time. Plus like- I'm running out of time. That's like five years. Five years? Do you know how long, think about where you were five years ago. So where you were 22. Oh my God, you're right. Like, I know it's like, oh my God, five years away. It's so it's coming at so fast. But then you think about everything that's happened within those five years and you're like, okay, never mind. Maybe there's like a lot of shit that still is about to happen. So like, yes, five years is a long time, but like, I feel like I want to be with someone for at least two years before I get engaged with them. And like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, listen. So then technically I only have three years to date. <laughs> Ah, yeah. Well, no. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. But then also, yeah. like, what's your rush? What? So if you get married at 32, 33? I mean, like, I mean, if we're talking I about... I want to be a young mom. Even if you give birth at 33, 34, like, you're still a young mom. Ashley just turned 34. Wow, we're old. And she just gave birth. So I would like to think we'll be a young mom. Plus, like, 30 is the new 25. Let's be honest. Come on now. You're right. 30 is the new 25. It's 100% the new 30, 25. Like... You know, I know we're all like knock on wood. We'll all live a little bit longer than our ancestors have. And like we're getting married later in life. And just my biggest pet peeve is um, not my biggest pet peeve. My biggest piece of advice, Tammy, is don't worry about it. Don't listen to these crazy people on the Internet who are mean to you. There's a lot. I bet there's way more people who are nice to you than mean to you. So just let those comments fall off your shoulder, because one, I always say, like the way I live my life and I, I listen, I need to practice what I preach, but like. One day I'm going to die and on my deathbed, I, you know, I think one of the things I'll look back on and be like, why the hell did I stress about all these stupid shit that I should not have worried about? Because now my time is up. Like my time is up now. And I should have spent it more focusing on the things I wanted to do and I loved and living in the moment rather than focusing on like someone who, who called me pizza face, which has happened because I had... I had a little bit of acne on the show. They called me pizza face. What a dickhead, right? That's so mean. Yeah, whatever. It didn't bother me that much. But um, anywho, I forget where I was going with this rant. I don't know. We all suck at You're dating. You're right. You're right. We all suck at dating. Don't listen to the trolls. Live in the moment. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, so we do have some emails that we want to get to. So we do this segment every week where we have a couple of emailers, our listeners email us questions or comments, and then we answer them live on the air. But before we do that, okay. I did want to say a huge, huge congratulations to our former co-host, uh, Vanessa Grimaldi, uh, who is pregnant. And she just announced that she is expecting her first baby with, uh, Joshua, her husband. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. So Vanessa, do you, so, uh, do you know who Vanessa is? She was. Uh, yep, she was on Nick by All Season. Yes, winner. yes. Yeah, and um, she's going to be an incredible mom. Uh, she was a co-host on this podcast for a while, but she lives up in uh, Canada, so it was remote and it kind of wasn't working out. Not because she wasn't great; she was a wonderful co-host, but just the timing of everything. It was tough over Zoom, and and so um, she ended up moving on. But uh, we love her dearly. She's an incredible person. She's like. When I was sitting next to Ashley, when we heard that Vanessa was announced her pregnancy, and the first thing is both Ashley and I looked at each other and was like, she's going to be an incredible mother. Um, she's great with kids. She's just a great person. And uh, I'm very excited for her. So congratulations, Vanessa. Congratulations, Joshua. I know if Dean was here, he would say the exact same thing. We love you. 
And uh, we wish nothing but love for you and your family. So just wanted to say that. Uh, but let's take a quick break and then we'll get back with emails. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. 
Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back and we have emails. Uh, Easton or Mark, if you're out there in the universe and would like to read these emails to Tammy and I, that would be fantastic. Well, I'd love to, if you don't mind. Oh, Mark, the voice it's kind of, of my God. thing, and I live for it. Here we go. <laughs> this is from Anonymous, and it's a real shame Dean's not here for this one because he, he's the one to weigh in on this, but here we go. I've lived with my boyfriend for a year now, and we have a great relationship. However, he has started to let himself go, not working out, not brushing his teeth since he works from home all day, not flushing the toilet, etc. I don't have a brother, so I don't know if this is normal for guys, but I just wish he would put more effort into his hygiene. How can I bring this up to him without hurting his feelings? I mean, there's a difference between letting yourself go a little bit and not brushing your teeth and flushing the toilet. Ashley, you want to weigh in this with us? Come here. Come here for a second. <laughs> Tammy, what are your thoughts about this? First of all, Mark, you have a great like news anchor voice. Thank you very much, Tammy. That's very nice. <laughs> I mean, he's he's got the face for TV and the voice for radio. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa. What's the question? So uh, pretty much this uh, anonymous emailed in and said they have a great relationship, but her boyfriend's starting to let himself go. Uh, to the point where I th- initially I was like, oh, he's not going to the gym or he's, you know, kind of putting a little weight on. Mm-hmm. She said he's not brushing his teeth because he works home all day and he's not flushing the toilet. Well, is he not flushing pee or is it poop? I, not, <laughs> does, neither is acceptable. It does kind of make a difference. A, a little t- bit. I, it's more of the point of not flushing. Yeah, I know. That's gross. And, you know, so many people do that. I'm glad that you're not one of those. People that forget to flush. What? Lots Who forgets to oh flush? Oh, my gosh. Well, I just feel like in my, oh, my God, like college dorms. Think about your college dorm. Every <laughs> Nobody flushed. And it was so gross. Oh what kind of college dorm were you in? <laughs> what, what college did you go to? Wait, you went to, did you go to Syracuse? I went to Syracuse <laughs> for grad school, so I didn't have to do that situation okay. there. Um, okay, wait. So, Tammy, have you ever been in a situation like this? Never. Okay. Okay. My bad. Okay. I I guess I lived with people who didn't flush a lot. Um, but I think that the teeth brushing thing, are you judging me that like I often go, you know, if I'm home alone sometimes. Yeah, but you him. brush your teeth. Oh, this he's person... just not going to do it. Well, I just do gross. it too late in the afternoon sometimes and I'm judging myself, but I'm going to go do that yeah, but right now. You haven't brushed. So like, oh, it's 1245. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I woke up at 12. Yeah, that's my point is that sometimes like I'll get up in the morning, I'll take care of Dawson, she sleeps in. So it makes sense. She wants to have her coffee and then brush her teeth. Yeah, exactly. So, like, Are you a coffee, then brush your teeth or a brush your teeth and then coffee? Brush your teeth, then coffee. Oh. Brush your teeth first, the first thing you wake up. Oh, so oh really? I, never, I mean, we don't do that. Both of us don't do that. Yeah, not good. I mean, really? I brush my teeth before I leave the house, obviously, anytime. But like, yeah, I have coffee, then I brush my teeth. Okay, I got to go brush right, my bye-bye. teeth, actually. Okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so okay. I don't know what Tammy. What's advice for this person? I think that a person taking care of themselves has like a lot of like how they <laughs> see themselves is like self value. And if he's letting himself go to a point where it's like those are 
basic hygiene, um, then I think she needs to tell him, you know, and that's going to be a brutal conversation, even if it was the nicest way possible. Yeah. I can't be with someone who doesn't brush their teeth. Ew. Or doesn't flush the toilet. Could you imagine going into the bathroom and seeing just like a giant, just giant shit in the toilet and being like, I. <laughs> that would send me. <laughs> I sleep in the same bed as this human being. This, this guy sounds like Amber Heard, just leaving turds all over the place. <laughs> uh so, yeah, my suggestion is you definitely have to address it gently. I mean, the letting yourself go, if he's like, I can relate to not going to the gym as much because ever since I've become a dad I and, and the new business, I've unable to go to the gym as much as I want. So, like, I can feel that I'm just not at, in the best shape I've been in. And that makes me feel very insecure and sad. But, you know. I mean, I brush my teeth and flush the toilet and like do the basic necessi necessities to life. Uh, so yeah, there's gotta be some way to address this without being mean, but also letting them know that, you know, come on, we're adults here. Mark, you have any uh, advice? Yeah, I think you come at him as at, in a place of concern because I feel like guys aren't great with their mental health. Guys are just go, 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 and they don't think about it, and they don't really worry about that stuff because it's, like, weak or something. I think this is a bad sign. I think he's very concerned. I think you should be concerned for him and his mental health because when you yeah. stop doing the basic, just the basic everyday <laughs> things of life, that's when you're, he's really kind of entering a place of probably depression. Yeah. And working from home all day, I think, can accelerate that path of depression because you don't see people and you kind of lose touch with reality. So I'm a little worried about him. So I think it's a talk with him about concern for his well-being. And I think we need to make some efforts to get him up and out of the house as much as we possibly can and give him a reason to kind of uh, worry about himself. Totally. And, yeah, and that, can come from, that can come from a place of love, too, which is a much better way to address the conversation is like Mark said, yeah. addressing it in a way of like, hey, I'm concerned. I want to make sure you're okay because you're not, not I'm grossed out by you. I'm concerned yeah. about you. Exactly. Good job, Mark. Thanks, buddy. Uh, number two from Anonymous. I've been in a relationship for almost two years and recently I think I've developed actual feelings for another person, my gym trainer. <laughs> Lately, I feel like I'm emotionally cheating on my boyfriend and I feel guilty about it. I have dreams about this guy. I suddenly want to work out every day so I can see him. I get excited when he texts me about workout videos he sees or tags me and stuff. My stomach legit flips and I get butterflies. That's some sort of emotional cheating, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's always the gym trainer. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Are you into this guy or are you into the idea? Well, first of all, is it, uh, I don't want to assume that like it's a girl versus a guy, but like, are you into this person or are you, do you just want to sleep with this person? Because there's right. definitely like, like anytime you have a gym trainer, it's hot, it's sweaty, you're like bending, <laughs> it's very flexible. <laughs> like there's definitely a lot of sexual tension in that. So you know, it's it's obviously normal to be attracted to your gym trainer, but like if you're getting butterflies and excited about seeing this person to the point where like you think about them all the time, I would switch gym trainers. Yeah. It also might be a psychological thing where it's like you're associating this um, thing that you're doing to better yourself and the person that's involved with that, you know? Mm hmm so you're like, oh, this is a good thing. So it's like the people around me is going to be a good thing for me. So maybe she's mixing those feelings together. Because I don't think maybe if he was ugly or she, whoever the trainer is, yep. would they feel the same way? Or would they still feel 
these butterflies because they're associating the feeling of like bettering yourself with the butterflies. Yeah, that's interesting. She refers to him as this guy and him, so it's okay. a male. But I, I, I don't think this is that big a deal, honestly. She hasn't crossed any line, right? There's a well, line where, well, that's the question. And if you're tempted to, you should probably change trainers. But yeah. I do feel like little crushes happen along the way. They're normal, and you can't help it. You're not, like, seeking someone out. You certainly can't help your dreams. You can't help your butterflies. They happen. And I think this will pass as long as you or he don't take it to the next level where you're texting him something personal, you're texting him a picture, suddenly you're going out of your way to see him, then it's a different situation. But as of right yeah. now, I think you're okay. You haven't, I don't think this is emotionally cheating yet. I think it'll pass. I think it's normal. I think it's okay. I agree that little crushes happen, but the line that got me was my stomach legit flips. It was like, all right, she seems a little... A little into like too much into him. It would be one thing if you like you said like, hey, I'm actually attracted to my gym trainer. Like, I get excited to see this person. And it's like, okay, of course. Like you said, like you know, there's right. a, you know millions of millions of people in this country and all around the world. Like, you're gonna find someone else attractive besides your significant other. But if you're saying your stomach legit flips and you get giddy every time this person texts you, I don't know. That's getting like it's it's. It's getting that it's it's getting too close to that line for me. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So switch trainers. It's fine. Yeah. Or just yeah. break up with your boyfriend and start dating the trainer. <laughs> that's yeah, an option that. too. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Tammy, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. Of course. Please come back anytime uh, and uh, give us an update on either the uh, crazy boy dating life or the hiatus you're going to take because I'm very interested in I either. I should, I should update you. Oh, uh, <laughs> we're going to ask you back so we can get updates. Uh, so once again, please keep emailing us. Uh, of course, our email is isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com. Uh, it's probably the only reason Dean will come back to this podcast. So please keep sending your emails because this is his favorite segment. You can follow us on Instagram. We are at help I suck at dating. Uh, give us a review too. We always uh, love reading reviews, letting us know uh, hopefully you're enjoying the podcast. If not, what we can do better. Um, but if you tell us what we can do better, please still leave us five stars because that helps a lot. Uh, but really, I just appreciate every single one of you for listening to this podcast. And please tune in next week where hopefully we suck a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.